0: Welcome back again. My name is Stephen Beasley. I am an EMT here at Cypress Creek EMS and I'm also a paramedic student.
1: Mike Brown, operations manager with Cypress Creek EMS. And I'm Samuel
0: Kordik, clinical
1: director with Cypress Creek
0: EMS. And uh, Mike is the guy who runs the show with putting ambulances on the road, putting people in ambulances, keeping everything moving, um, coordinating with all the field supervisors. So we wanted to talk to him today about how this crisis is impacting some of our operations um, and answer a few questions relating to that. And, and I guess the first question for you, Mike, is how is this impacting operations in general?
1: Well, I think it's just put a little more stress on the the system and as a whole, not necessarily with call volume, but with the stress of running these calls that are potential COVID-19 patients uh, that were we weren't seeing, you know, two, three months ago, we would have just thought it was a regular flu. Now they've got the concerns that if it looks like the flu, it must be COVID-19. And and it just gives people a little more anxiety. Uh, the call volume really hasn't changed much. We've actually put another truck on the, on the road 24 hours, um, Medic 514. And I mean, that kind of came up just as this whole scenario started. Uh, and then we've also got um, both peak trucks that are now up seven days a week. So... Hopefully that's taking some of the stress off of the call volume for them, but not necessarily the acuity of calls they're running.
0: So the workload is balancing out a little bit, but more work on the calls that they're on that have the flu-like symptoms.
1: How is this impacting the field supervisors? Well, the field supervisors just got a lot more... Phone consults if you will um, in reference to hey, what am I supposed to be wearing right now? Uh, am I supposed to have PP on for this? Am I not supposed to have it on? Um, I heard that, you know, we don't have enough masks, or I heard that we don't have enough this that, or the other thing So they're just they're fielding a lot more questions um, The other issue that they're dealing with is obviously they're still running all these high risk or high acuity calls rather and you know, they're they're getting themselves you know, put into these situations where they're, they're probably, you know, getting, uh, I'll use the word loosely exposed to possible COVID-19 patients um, on just about every call that they go on because of the, you know, the acuity of the calls that they're running.
0: I know one of the questions that often comes up, especially for new hires here at Creek is what do these field supervisors do? It's, a little bit different than a lot of other agencies if people have worked somewhere else in EMS. Um, if you could kind of give a, a, a synopsis, what what is the role of a field supervisor in this organization?
1: Oh, the field supervisor within the organization here is, you know, the kind of a jack of all trades because once um, all the um, certain departments in the agency, you know, go home, you know, at the end of the day, field supervisors left there to pick that up. So they deal with IT, they deal with scheduling, they deal with maintenance issues, truck swaps, um, injuries, accidents, and that's, you know, outside of running, you know, the cardiac arrests, the RSI calls, so forth and so on. Uh, still, they still, they review charts. They have to make sure that the field staff are keeping up with their duties. So it's a, kind of a checks and balances um, for the field staff. Uh, so, so they're, they're busy there's no doubt about that
0: one of the comments you've made in several meetings is about the the fact that the normal day-to-day operational stuff is still happening and i know there's things like like fleets and people hitting um apartment building gates things like that
1: what are what are those looking like during this crisis uh yeah you're absolutely right they're still continuing um it's just if one of those scenarios occur, I mean, you've kind of, you, you've got to go handle it. You've got to deal with it. Um, so the supervisors will handle those issues, um, but that also comes up the up the chain as well. So I'll have to investigate the, the fleets after the initial investigation. So that takes time out of my day to, from handling whatever COVID-19 issues are coming up as well. So it, it just puts more on everybody's plate. And I think Everybody's feeling that from, you know, the the person that was just hired here to, you know, Mr. England, the CEO.
0: Everybody's got a lot more on their plates. That is a true statement. Top to the bottom. So one of the the challenges for our folks, I think, is it's not just that we're all busier working this. It's also that normal day-to-day life is interrupted. And... Even going to the grocery store is more more challenging. Getting foods more challenging. You can't go to a restaurant on duty. Um, child care issues are, are a challenge. Even uh, like for my wife, I know it's pretty restrictive not being able to even go to her parents' house, a few miles away. How are you seeing that this impacting our staff? Are are you getting comments or complaints or questions about this?
1: Uh, I haven't got anything directly from the staff saying that, um, you know, it, with any very specific stuff. Um, well, let me take that back. I, I've probably gotten – I've gotten a couple things. One was um, concerns of where they're going to take their pets because all the pet daycares or whatnot have seemed to have been closed as well. So that was a concern, whether they could bring their pets to the station, which they can't, unfortunately, but we're we're not in the business of – of keeping animals so just to clarify cannot bring your pet to the station no you cannot bring your pet to the station um if i could say yes i would but it it opens up a can of worms for um tarantulas uh snakes you'd be surprised you've got to make when you say no to or, or yes to something you've got to see how that's going to be received by everybody not just the one person that you're telling yes to so currently no no pets whatsoever at the stations.
0: And I'd add in, I, I would love to be able to bring my dog to work with me, uh, but I know I have horrible cat allergies and there's people who have horrible dog allergies and I don't want to subject somebody else at that station to those allergies. If they're really allergic to dogs, I for sure wouldn't want anybody bringing
1: a cat to the station. Would that mess me up. Correct. And that's what we have to think about when we, make these decisions and a lot of times when folks ask me something I may not give you an answer right then and there Um, but we'll get back with you and the reason being is I need to think of all all the angles of how that's gonna affect everybody in the organization not just one person
0: and I would add in that we put something up on the website about um, and we'll link to it in the show notes about a uh, vet clinic or or pet boarding resource critter fixer that's offering free boarding for first responders you gotta have up-to-date shots. Got to bring your own food, but there's a link to that on the website. So that that's a solution for folks who want to bring their pets. I don't know if they do tarantulas, but I'm sure they probably cover all the normal normal pets. Can I say normal? I don't sure. want to
1: marginalize people. Um, other than that, I haven't received any specific questions um, in regards to that. But I everybody's had a disruption in their normal routine, and whether we like to. Th- Think we do or not? We all like routine of some sort, and when we're put outside that routine, it throws everything off. So for me, I know with this new normal that we're working under, I've found a routine that works for me, and now I've been able to to do that routine for the last, you know, couple of weeks that we've been dealing with this, and, and that's that helps me. It's not going to help everybody, but that that's what's worked for me. I
0: think the power of routine is is super important, and it seems that to be in in EMS. We all like the changing calls and the ADD part of us gets happy with that, but also every truck you go on, every station you go to, you see people have their routine and they run their shift the same way. Field supervisors, same thing. So I think finding that routine is is pretty key. Um, I know I've got adapted into this new routine that we're in right now, and it kind of looks like getting up and looking at the news and, oh, it's bad and it's getting worse. Uh, But, you know, I'm still here, so... Another
1: day now with with the routines goes, uh, we have to understand though that we do have to allow some flexibility with that because, as we all know that this is changing uh, if not daily, hourly um, on how we do stuff, so I do ask that the field staff and and everybody be a little bit flexible with stuff that's coming out. I understand we put a lot of stuff out there. Um, we just we need you to read it and understand that it's just because it's this way today it may need to change tomorrow because of new information that we've received
0: one of the hot button questions has been the the schedule change or potential schedule change to 2448s um definitely caused some consternation for some folks when they heard that we were thinking about this with that schedule change uh what what was kind of the rationale behind even planning for that looking at that in the first place
1: well uh, first state the obvious that schedule is horrible i'm I'm not going to deny that it's not a good solution um, for for um, having enough balance or rest or whatever you want to say it, it's not a likable schedule but with that said um, we needed to ensure that we have enough staff healthy staff to be able to um, be able to field all of our trucks that we need out there to serve the community and I mean, that's what everybody's, you know, got into this for, was to help people, right? That's what everybody says at the interviews. What, what are you getting an EMS for? To help people. Well, here's your chance to help. Uh, so by reducing it from a 2472 to a 2448, we essentially gain one whole shift of people. Um, and that that idea of that was to allow people that are under quarantine or Possible exposures, the time to be able to go home, rest, recuperate, uh, monitor themselves, but still be able to have staff to field that truck. Uh, And make no mistake, it's a temporary schedule if it ever has to go into place. I'll say that again temporary. It's not going to stay that way. Um, It's an option that's out there. Uh, Everybody has done a fabulous job in covering shifts that have been open. Um, We did not. Put this 24:48s in place yet. Um, the trigger for us is going to be when we can't fill a shift. Then we'll have to go to that. But again, uh, right now the, the field staff are doing a great job of um, picking that up, so we haven't had that concern yet.
0: So if people don't want to go to 24:48,
1: they should pick up a shift. If if they're able to, yes, um, th- that's the fact of the matter. I mean, it's cut and dry. Um, now I will say, and maybe I shouldn't, but the 24:48 um, hour shifts do um, increase the amount of time you're working, so you would get paid significantly more for your overtime. Um, but that that's still not a. I hope that's not a selling feature to go to that. I very much prefer to say on the 24:72s uh, for everybody's sake.
0: I know I've uh, talked to a few people in the field. The, they come over and they're like, Hey, did you look at overtime? Did you pick anything up? Because they don't want to go to that schedule right now. And they're like, Hey, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure we don't have to. And I think quite a few people on the field staff have stepped up and been like, Hey, I'll take that shift. It's at that station. You know, what? it's not ideal. I'm there.
1: That's true. And, and the supervisors, um, have been you know working their magic as well, and specifically Joel, uh, he works some sort of voodoo magic, and and um, I don't know if he's got something on everybody or what, but he's <laughs> able to get folks to work, and I I do appreciate yeah. that.
0: Absolutely. And that really seems to be the secret that like Don has, Joel, some other soups to, to be able to find the right people and dangle the right carrot, or talk them into it, or talk them out of whatever other plans they had. Of right now, I don't know what plans people would have. Nobody's going to an Astros game or a Rockets game or anything else. So not a lot of excuses other than, obviously, childcare and needing rest.
1: Well, and it doesn't go unnoticed that the staff are picking this stuff up. It, it It's not lost on me. I see it. Uh, you know, I see the schedule. I see when the messages go out where they used to go out two or three times, usually now – gets put out and I don't see it again that that means it's been picked up and I know some of them are even picking them up before they're put out because they see an opening on the schedule and they make that phone call so again it it doesn't go unnoticed
0: so one of the other questions that we, we've gotten is about people who have been exposed um, and they don't want to inadvertently expose their family members um, We're addressing some of the piece of that, how to protect your family in in the episode on PPE uh, and transmissions and stuff. And there's some stuff on the website about this as well at creekshare.org. But in general, what would you say to those folks who have had an exposure and are really concerned about possibly exposing their family members?
1: Well, it's just like here. I mean, if if you're able to have some distancing when you get home from your family members and, and, you know, you have a separate space that you can you know, house yourself in whether it's a separate room, um, or, or, you know, you've got a doghouse that you want to sleep in or whatever. Um, it's, it's certainly best to keep that distance. You know, I know we put out washing your uniforms at the stations, uh, clean set of uniforms before you go home and whatnot. So, you know, those precautions you're using at work, use those at home as well. Um, you know, I, I think everything I touch at home, my wife is six feet behind me, spraying it down. Uh, and she's left our camper in the driveway to banish me there if need be. Um, so just, you know, you gotta be smart about it. No matter where you go, it's out there right now. Your neighbor might have it, you're, you know, down the street from you at the grocery store. So just use those common sense distancing, um, you know, wherever you're at, even if it is at home. It's not ideal, but that's where we're at right now. Uh, we do have in place... Um, some contingencies here for um, folks that if they do get exposed and it's you know a positive exposure and they absolutely can't go home we, we've we set up some things um, for that um, I'll be contacted and then I will make those notifications and you know we'll get a, we'll get a place for you to stay if you've been you know confirmed positive and you can't go home for whatever reason
0: and we would need those folks to speak up and say, hey, I have these issues when they've had that exposure. What do I do when we contact them about the exposure? We would need them to to tell us that. Correct.
1: We, we can't fix these problems if we don't know about them.
0: One of the other hot button issues in the last few days has been around safety glasses and eyewear. Um, and we in the, in the PPE episode, we talk about the need to have proper safety glasses to protect from the sides. Um, not just the prescription cheaters or prescription glasses, but that also does impact operations a lot. Uh, specifically, getting the glasses out to folks and um, how they wear safety glasses, how they get those approved. I know the supervisors; that is a hot button issue for them. That and gloves has always been an issue that they're they're enforcing. And hey, comply with these rules to keep yourself safe. Anything you want to add on on
1: the glasses issue? Well, I know we sent out some information about it. if Currently, any safety glasses that you're wearing, um, they should be washed with soap and water after every call. Uh, don't use cavi wipes or any kind of, you know, spray disinfectant stuff on it. It'll generally ruin the lenses. So soap and water to clean those up. Uh, for those of you that are wearing prescription lenses or prescription glasses, just regular glasses or prescription glasses, uh, we have in place... Um, you, we have a couple of things. We have the shields that you can wear if if need be. We have some orders uh, placed for some overlay glasses that, that would go over those, uh, kind of like your old school chemistry um, goggles. And then um, we also have the option of the Oakley glasses that you can get your lens benefit and get your lens prescription put in those. Now that option obviously takes a little bit, so that needs to you know, if that's something you need, you need to get a hold of HR so that they can get that rolling. Uh, and with that, we are now going to issue the unit operators the Oakley glasses. Uh, they're going to go out to all the, the um, unit operators, whether you wear prescription lenses or not. Uh, they're look, we're looking at getting those out hopefully early next week to all the unit operators. Uh, so you'll also have the opportunity to get the lens benefit for those. Uh, if you're wearing the cheater glasses, the little, uh, you know, just they just magnify, um, those are no longer, you know, we've been a little remiss on, on those, but those are no longer allowed. Uh, we just have to make sure that the safety glasses that you're wearing are ANSI approved, um, you know, to protect you, wrap around protection to give us a full um, proper PPE when we're going into these places.
0: And those safety glasses matter or not. Even not just during COVID
1: cases, they matter just every day of the week. Correct. We've always, Cypress Creek has always required um, safety glasses on every call. Uh, that's been, you know, since day one I've been here, and I, I mean, that, that's beat into everybody that's, um, you know, that comes through here. You must wear your safety glasses well in contact with a patient. That's even at the hospital where you're waiting for a room. Um, the field supervisors do a great job of going around and uh, placing that and now especially i mean they're going to be spot checking your ambulances to make sure that the you know the decon is being done correctly um, not that you're not doing it but it's just another layer of protection um you know to, to make sure we don't miss anything uh, they're going to be giving you hey make sure you're wearing your ppe make sure you're wearing this on this type of call that on that type of call so they're going to be i'll say hammering that information into you just not because you're not doing it, um, but because they want to make sure that it just it's second nature. A lot of times what we'll see in some of these videos that we're reviewing for whatever reason is, um, you know, sometimes people will wear their N95 mask, they'll pull it down around their neck. Well, that's not where you wear your N95 mask. And then people are touching the outside of their N95 mask and then inadvertently touching, you know, their face or rubbing their eyes. Uh, it's kind of a subconscious thing, I think they're doing, but you know we're just trying to point those little things out so you're you're aware of that. Um, you know, trying to keep your hands off your face that's that's harder said or harder to do than it, it it you would think it would be.
0: There's a lot of habit change Anything else you want to add for, everybody?
1: Now, I, whether you you like it or not, um, this is what we've been dealt. I appreciate everything you're doing. Uh, keep, keep up the good work. Like I said, it does not go unnoticed. Um, and, you know, if there's something you need, um, I, I need to know about it. Let me know. You can email me. You can call me. Uh, I try to get back to everybody within a reasonable amount of time. Obviously, there might be a little bit of a delay because... Uh, On top of all the other stuff, like we talked about earlier, we still have to deal with regular stuff and COVID stuff. But if you need something, let me know. I'll get back to you. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for the next podcast.